You know, we have been around for three, more than three years. We organized the podcast in 2015 in April. In August, we started uh, recording our episodes. We got a repository of episodes before we felt comfortable publishing our episodes. And then on November 10th, 2015, we recorded, excuse me, we published our very first episode on ethics in digital marketing. Back then we had Nate Birch on the show three years ago. We had Paxton Gray and we had Brandon Hassler and myself, obviously. Nate Birch lasted 27 episodes and then he pieced out. Paxton lasted 64 episodes before he pieced out. Brandon and I, we were in it for the long haul. We've made it 99 episodes, which makes this episode number 100. Oh yeah. So, as an anvin- as an anniversary gift to everyone out there, we we're making it a reunion show. So let me throw down some introductions. We got Nate Birch. I actually don't know what your title is now. Yeah, I am now the senior web manager at MapR Technologies. Senior web manager at MapR Technologies. We got Brandon Hassler, founder and CEO of Market Campus. What's up, my man? He's also the director of marketing at Dev Mountain. What's up, my man? And we've got Paxton Gray, uh, VP of operations at 97th floor. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so we've got the crew back together for a reunion episode. This is, this is season five, episode one, episode 100 in total. Let's get started. Okay, so let's throw down an agenda just to give everyone an idea of what we're going to be talking about. I want to spend a little bit of time catching up with both Nate and Paxton, kind of a where are you now? Where have you been? What have you been up to? Are you almost like, are you close to getting fired in your job? You know, whatever. And uh, and then we'll move on to another topic uh, that Brandon and I have prepared as far as uh, kind of reminiscing some old memories. We'll pull out some clips from previous episodes that you both were on towards the beginning of of the podcast three years ago. And then we'll, uh, we'll pull out a little bit of digital marketing roulette. We've prepared some questions. Uh, we've pulled out our roulette table here and we're gonna, we're gonna throw the ball around just a little bit uh, for a few questions uh, for, to just throw in a little chaos theory into this episode. Sound good? Sounds, Sounds great. great. Love it. All right. So I wanna ask you guys about uh, what you remember about the first few episodes. Oh, I remember our first episode. I don't know. Actually, first we, I think we used to record four episodes in one sitting. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, I also remember we recorded around a laptop, our first four, I believe. Had great audio. It was all into one laptop. Was that right? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. So we we had audio equipment, but we were missing one connector, one cord. Oh yeah. That rendered it all unusable. So we recorded around a laptop. So instead of just coming back another day, we were like, "Well, let's just do this." So we literally took a MacBook Pro, put it in the center of the table. I know. I know there are like two or three episodes that have been lost 
to time. Uh, like we recorded the whole thing and then I think I did something wrong and uh, we just lost the audio. They, they were, were just gone. There was one on politics, yeah. uh, digital marketing and politics that we lost. Yeah, that's that, the only one oh, I remember. That, and that would have been a, a beaut to listen to, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty fun one. Yeah, so we've lo- yeah we've lost some episodes. Uh, the so really early on, you mentioned that we recorded four episodes at a time. That's because we met once a month. We were mm. we were all in different. I I lived in Salt Lake. We were recording Provo. I didn't want to come down every single week, so we came down once a month, recorded four episodes, and then and then we didn't see each other for another. Four that weeks. was back. Uh, it was actually close to here. We used to record in uh, the old Market Campus That's right. That's right. building, which is just a block from here. But then we moved out of there into Beehive Startups. Yep. And now you guys are back. Now we're in the Stone Sheba. Stone yes, Sheba. we're in the Stone Sheba, uh, which is a creative... What, is, what do they call it here, Brandon? A creative space for For folks, creative people. For creative people. That yeah, should be the tagline. I think it's like a multi-purpose. I think the goal is, yeah, you can come here, do podcasts, YouTube videos. I think eventually he wants to do like live concerts in a box that'll be kind great of thing yeah how does that work the Who tickets knows? will be like six thousand dollars each because <laughs> there'll only be four of you in here with your favorite band yeah so, so if you yeah if you're, if you're driving down university avenue heading uh north or south and you you know get pretty close to the old academy this which is, is south the, of that you might see the stone she this is the there. place where they you, you used to be able to get your key duplicated Yes. Yeah, and and we just shot. learned that even before that, it, sure. it was a ATM box, and it was also so. a video games, video rental place. Oh yeah, for a short time. Yes, and then uh, more recently, a snow cone. Oh really? Shot shack every summer. And you know what? Wow. If if you come here late at night when the lights are out, sometimes you can still hear the echoes from the past. I, <laughs> I've heard that. Although it might be the homeless man in this little mini alley. Yeah. Taking a dump moaning. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, that was a fun little memory. Uh, the, one thing I also remember is we did a Facebook post where we spent 10 minutes arguing about who could uh, <laughs> pee in a urinal uh, the quietest. You know. That was amazing. There's not a, I don't know that there's a day go, that goes by that I don't think about that. Or watch it. And it's on still on Facebook. Oh, I've never, I don't know that I've watched it since we posted it, but I think oh, about that on there. Every think day. About that all the I think time. it's the only video on the Below the Fold Facebook page. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just arguing uh, about I just think, how I could, didn't know it was about the quietest. Could, I thought it was no, like, it was what, splash. what it was splash. do most people do? Like, we're like, oh, most people do this. Most people go at this angle. But, no, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Here we go again. Splash. It was the angle to eliminate the yes. most. Splash. And it was between me and Nate. Yes. You're right. I said quietest. I, that was inaccurate. It's. It, you're right. It was to eliminate splash. Nate was saying, "Go directly you, for you, the. Go yeah. right for the edge. Like <laughs> right before the the like the edge of the pee in the yes. water. Yes. And the so the real reason that I even brought it up in the first place was when you go into some some fancier buildings that have the. Uh, the urinals that don't have any water. Uh-huh. It's literally just the foam that comes down. Uh-huh. That's actually the, the dirtiest urinals I've ever seen. They're the water-free, and they're, they're, they're marketed as it's this great new technology. But it makes the dirtiest floor I've ever seen in my life around a urinal. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and so that got my mind thinking, okay. It's that first one right there. On the bottom right. Okay, I'm gonna play this audio. I feel like I thought you were in favor of going straight for the little like cake or the bottom part. No, no, that creates splashes. You got to hit the edge. <laughs> the, the edge hang on, makes it hang so on. you don't have a crazy angle. Okay. No, absolutely. No, that's 
See, Listen, there's an episode Listen, right there. IP onto a wall, a hard wall. Mm-hmm. IP is gonna hit. And it's gonna flow down. So I'm not gonna get any splashes. If I pee into a bowl of water, I'm gonna splash all over the See, Pax, you're pretty passionate about that. When you're peeing against a wall, what angle are you peeing at? Down. 45. A lot of people aren't. They're peeing straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I, they do. They do. It, it, it creates a 90 degree angle. They no. to pee right into it. And it splashes right back on no, them. No, no. I maintain that. Nate, no you, way. you can't see this video, but you have the exact same hairstyle. And I'm pretty sure you're wearing the same shirt. <laughs> well, that's possible. That's very possible. Nobody's, no one pees directly at the wall. I kid you no not, way. they do. Not no. that I'm watching. You know, you may not oh. know this by listening, but this is actually a digital marketing podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there goes all any subscribers you had. <laughs> they're all they're all gone. Uh, so do you guys remember any of the early episodes? Oh, I remember the ethics one. So that's the very first episode, ethics and digital marketing. I know there are a bunch on the what tactics you'd use. There's something about was. SEO versus PPC. There was SEO an versus SEO versus PPC. PPC. I feel like yeah. there was a college one. Yeah, like like what? several times. So let's let's spend a little bit of time on that. Whether or not you need a four-year degree mm-hmm. in order to to succeed in digital marketing. Do you remember this one, Nate? Definitely. Brandon's so tired of talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he looks at me as, as he his says, eyes roll Let's bring around. this one up. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's address something real quick that that I brought up in that episode. Uh, Brandon is the only one here who doesn't have a degree. That's right. I take every opportunity to I point that out to people. I take great pride in that. <laughs> great pride. And, and at the time, he was working solely on Market Campus, which is a boot camp, which is like the, the anti-college. And now he's at Dev Mountain, which is a boot camp that is anti-college. Yes, owned by a college. Owned, that's true. <laughs> owned by an online college. It's not yes. a contradiction. Which, yeah, so, so that's a little bit different. So I've, I've pulled a few clips here, and I want to I wanna go back to a couple of these clips that, uh, that I really appreciated. The clip that I want to share first is about, uh, it's Brandon talking, and he shared an example that I swear I have used at least a dozen times since this episode, and it has been a core argument, uh, argument toward uh, companies who cut corners. Maybe you guys oh, remember boy, this. Man. Here Sounds- we go. Like I have this friend who he's a hardcore American Express user and he will never, ever, ever eat at a place that doesn't accept American Express because he feels that if you are not accepting American Express, because obviously they have slightly higher merchant fees, you're cutting corners. So if you're cutting corners there financially, what else are you cutting corners on in the kitchen and in other, in other products? Does like this sound familiar, Brandon? Because that's just Coming one back. Like, surface signal that they're so stingy. So... The way I relate that to kind of college is I almost look at companies that are hung up on degrees. I almost don't want to work for them because they're valuing the wrong thing. I want companies that value skill. Um, And some of us have jobs, I'm sure, that required a degree. And maybe you could argue that maybe you're not valued as much if that was the case. They're looking at, you know, credentials versus experience. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of places if I was out on the market where they'd say, sorry, you don't have a degree. It doesn't matter that you started your own business. It doesn't matter these projects you have. We require people. I don't really want to work for them. I'd rather go to the startup or the company that says, sweet, we love the skills. You typically have more freedom. They typically value you more. Kind of a bad analogy, but whatever. No, you know what? I actually I actually questioned you on that right after that clip. I was listening to the episode, and I came back, and I was like, just to be clear, Brandon, are you saying that college is like 
businesses that cut corners. So if, if, uh, so it's like going to college is cutting corners. I don't remember my exact words. And you were like, no. And you clarified and your clarification actually, uh, I'd like to hear my clarification. Well, I didn't, I didn't grab that clip, but I'll tell you what you said. You basically said, no, companies that don't accept American express cut corners in the same way that if companies require their employees to have a degree, that's an, in, that's an indicator that, uh, they're probably a crappy, a crappy company to work they for. They value the wrong things. Yeah, they value the wrong things, right? So uh, crappy to company to work for is a stretch. I wouldn't say that, but value the wrong things. I will agree with. Does Dev Mountain require? No, obviously I'm not. I'm working there. So, and then uh, anyway, uh, I, I I've used that many times. Not talking about college, but um, I've gone in several uh, in, uh, establishments where they're like, "Oh, we don't accept American Express." And I'm like, fine, screw you. I'm out of here. You yep. guys got corners. Yeah. Probably got nasty toilets, not using gloves, and you're preparing the food back there because you're too cheap to stock up on latex gloves. Who knows what they're cutting corners on? I don't know. It's still bitter. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to Paxton, who's always kind of had the opposite uh, reaction oh. to... Well, uh, before I play this clip... And because of your... Uh, is this all from the same episode? This is all from the same episode. Uh, yeah, I don't okay. remember him saying that at all. I was I trying to Not even too. a little bit? I agree with a lot of the points in that. Yeah. So, Paxton, uh, you have always been an advocate for getting a degree. Uh, all, uh, sure. I guess, I guess on the show, yes. I will accept that. On the show. <laughs> in my personal life, nah. <laughs> Um, yeah, all right, have, let's uh, just listen to this clip okay. and then, and then right, we'll dive right. into Paxton's. Right. Uh, this probably is kind of fun for you guys. Huh? Yeah, like yeah, someone, I like someone did the digging for you like and all this. you have it's to do is sit there and, yeah. and listen. All right, here's Paxton's quote on uh, four-year degree. I think there are awesome things that we get out of having degrees. One of them being, if you've read or seen the documentary, Everything is a Remix by Kirby Ferguson, Basically, creative people are creative because they have a deep well of experiences on which to draw. And the people who have a college degree, you know, they could have spent six months studying philosophy. And perhaps there's some piece of philosophy from Plato that they can relate into a digital marketing campaign that we would never have thought of had they not had that random, odd experience in philosophy or chemistry or American studies. So deepening your well of experiences, I think, is a really pro to going to college, getting a taste of lots of different fields of study and lots of different things that you can combine into creative campaigns, helping you further your, your efforts in digital marketing. I think that's a, an excellent thing. Hmm. Sounds like a smart man. You know, side note on Paxton, I've listened to several episodes and it's really, really hard to get Paxton riled up. You can be throwing down, you can be yelling true. in his face. And he comes back with like the calmest response that's like so logical. You, uh, it's that's really so funny. It's so easy to get me riled up. <laughs> it's so easy. No, but you're just like, you know, that I, I miss that part of having you on the show, Paxton, is like the passion comes out of everyone. And then you, not to say that you're not passionate and it doesn't come out, but I think you realize that when you come back with this calm, well thought out response, it like, it's just like a little jab, you know? <laughs> Anyway, this well of experience is the, the quote that we pull from Paxton. Uh, you still stand by that? Uh, yeah, I actually had forgotten 
uh, that point. Uh, yeah, about so the actually, documentary. Uh, yeah, that I do watched. like that. I do like that point. I don't think uh, college is the exclusive way to get uh, those experiences. Uh, I think there's lots of different ways, but college has a good way of forcing you into other things that you other, uh, you might not otherwise be attracted to or have the patience for because you're trying to get the A, which I don't think is the best target for sure. Like you should be going in to learn and how that can improve your life. But at the very least, if you're going for the A, you're going to be forced to get into certain things that you might otherwise avoid entirely over the course of your life. So one, one other point you made right after this was that another pro to going to college was the networking. Mm. So you said, if we hire someone from Yale or Princeton, they may be a nobody now, but they've developed a, a, a network that in 20 years, us having that connection to that person gets us access to the same network, which I don't think it was, I mean, was that you listened to it? I, I don't did. know if, I, I don't know if I, that's that strong of a point I, as an employer. I don't think uh, that connection is valuable. Like the connections you're like, I would never hire somebody for their connections. I think personally having those connections, going to Yale and having connections of other people who have been there could be valuable. Yeah. And then Nate riffing on that comment, he had something similar to say, and here's uh -oh. Nate's clip. The networking thing for me would be the primary motivator. For, for example, I've been, I've been contemplating looking at, uh, at I've explored the, the possibility of going into an MBA program and everybody that I've talked to has basically said, well, what are you, what are you going to do with it? What, what is your goal? What's your takeaway from it? And they always get back to, it's going to be the value of the connections that you create in that program. It's not necessarily going to be the things that you're going to learn. You can really go into any MBA program and learn the same concepts but you aren't necessarily going to make the same connections. And so, as funny as it sounds, all the people that I've talked to that I'll, I'll consider my mentors have almost steered me away from the MBA just because the experience that I've been trying to go for isn't, it's not a match. So you took the networking in a different angle where instead of an employer looking for someone who has a network, you would go to college specifically to get a network. Well, definitely. And, and I think for me, the difference was you have people that get undergraduate degrees, right? They get an undergraduate degree and they're looking for an entry-level job. Whereas on the other side, I'm past that. I don't need an entry-level job. And the types of projects that I want to work on require that network. And it's not necessarily a job I want to work at. It's more a project I want to build and a group I want to build to accomplish a, some tool that I want to build to turn into a SaaS, some SaaS offering. That, I believe, an MBA has the capability of creating a network or, or introducing me to a network of people that can enable me to, to build that. And so it's a little bit different looking undergraduate versus postgraduate because there are multiple undergraduate degrees that, frankly, you, I don't see as necessary. Hmm. There are other postgraduate degrees, some master's degrees, that yes, depending on, you, you can get that same information from online education. You can get it from self-education, but you can't always match the, the people that you're going to be working with and their networks where you can find investors, you can find VCs, you can find other developers, you can find people that can, can complete a group to be able to help you succeed in building something. It's not, 
I, I don't anymore look I, I don't look at it anymore as I'm trying to find a job. That's not a reason I would go for networking. I look at it as what can I who can I connect with to help me build something else that solves a larger problem? That group I want to be able to build and th th that by definition is networking because I can only do so much. I mean you got any startup has 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 the three core people that you need. You you've got your technical person, you got your salesperson, you got and you got the, the developer that can actually build. You have to have that to, to create a good tool to be able to then uh, bring it to the market, generally. Yeah. So uh, we, we've, talked about, we've talked about companies that require four-year degrees. Have you ever seen a, a job description that says require for, for uh, a specific degree? A specific degree. Right? It's, uh, usu I have. it's usually just... I have, yes. You have. Computer but science But it's rare, degrees. right? Absolutely. Well, Computer yeah. Some, some, are, are some are very... Yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. It is usually just But it's usually just four like four-year degree. degree. And then you have someone like Nate, who has a degree in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And it's like, in what world would Nate be more qualified than someone else without a degree, but has started his own company exactly. or has, exactly. has experience, right? And that's why I say the difference between an undergraduate degree and a postgraduate degree. The fact that I got a Spanish degree with, okay, business minor, doesn't mean <laughs> very much at all. It's, it that says, makes it sound like you have like so much contempt for your for your little mi your minor. My minor. I mean, it's built in, right? They call it that. They what? call it a minor. Well, it's it's optional. I mean, you don't have to get a minor. But the fact is, okay, I took I took what was it, twelve course hours worth of business classes and called it a minor, and that was yeah all that was required. But even with that Spanish degree, it says, I completed something. That's all it says. And it says, okay, maybe I would have, I, I through that program, yeah. received some well-roundedness, which is what uh, Paxton, I think, was referring to before. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to move on topics. But before I do, uh, I'm going to ask a question, and I just want a yes or no. Okay? From so, whom? From each of you. Gotcha. Okay, so we're going to go around the room. Generally speaking, this is not anyone specific or anything, but generally, if you were to throw out a statement that that was something like, you should get a four-year degree in order to be successful in this life, in the in your career, would you say yes or no? Statistically, no. Brandon? No. Shocking. Pax? <laughs> no. Okay. What do you say? Uh, yeah, I would say no, too. All right. So... Um, do you guys remember any other any of the other topics that uh, that we talked about early on? Uh, I remember making some predictions uh, for what was going to happen. I don't Digital remember working predictions. I don't remember what year we were predicting. I so just so we've done it. We've we did it. I think we've done it every year. We may not have done 2018. Do you remember, Brandon? That wasn't really our format at, at that time. I don't think so. But we did a 2016. We did a 2017 predictions. That that was. Uh, that was a fun episode. Um, I've got some clips from that. Uh, awesome. And they're this pretty good. Do they make look us look fools. awesome or no? Say that. What did you say, Pat? So this is where we look like fools. Yeah, it's interesting because <laughs> yes, you did make you did make a comment in that episode, and maybe you remember this, maybe not. It's about President Trump. No, it wasn't about. <laughs> no, it wasn't about President. Trump. <laughs> I think that's the episode that got deleted because I had some. Well, it had to have been po politics and about marketing that. and politics. Yeah, yeah, I think yes, I do think that that one was the one that didn't make it. But um, no, you made a comment about making predictions. You're like, it's kind of like a lose lose, where you make the right prediction and people are like, 
who cares or good guess. And if you make the wrong uh, prediction, you look like a fool. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we kind of changed the nomenclature a little bit. We were like, all right, let's not call it predictions. Let's just call them guesses. And you seem to be happy with all that. All right. Cool. So uh, let's start with, um, I think I had an order to this. Let's are, start with. Are we guessing what year is this? This is 2016 predictions. So this is in 2015. This is so we recorded in 2015. The episode actually went live at the end of January of 2016. Okay. So I did I did preface that at the beginning. I was I was like, hey, we recorded this, blah blah blah. Yeah. So this we recorded December of 2015 for predictions in 2016. Uh, any any guesses? Is this the one, a, is this the one like where you did the, you did the Google poll? Or is that I don't remember. You know what? I actually didn't listen to the whole episodes. I just like All right. like grabbed some clips. Uh, I have no idea what I predicted. Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna pull them all, but we'll start with Brandon again. Uh, and uh, this was one prediction that. Uh, oh, you know what? Sorry, I'm in the wrong file here. This is in 2017 predicting. No, this is in 2015 predicting ah. 2016. Okay. Okay. All right. So Brandon, here's so one I'm of really his predictions. Look like an idiot. <laughs> on so three years ago, predicting two years ago. Social mm. media. This is predictions in social media. Facebook will be dead. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, you started talking and I thought that was this thing. <laughs> but I, I didn't have the sound on. Here we go. So with social specifically, I do think social is going to continue to be a bigger and bigger thing on the Internet. So that was a good guess. More platforms <laughs> popping up, current platforms getting bigger. But I think we're going to see a lot more people marketing. So... I mean, it's just human psychology where we connect better with other humans. And I feel that brands are figuring that out now. And if they haven't, they're going to figure that out. So, um, so, so, so basically what, what you said, you say? So, <laughs> social media is going to continue to get bigger Yes. Uh, on existing platforms and new platforms are going to come out. Yes. Which... I mean, what other platforms have come out in 2016? TikTok. Is that um, a social network? Is that a social or network? Are you saying hurry up and answer? No, it's a new. It's a new. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like countdown. Like TikTok. It's like the. Brand. It's like that. Gosh, it's take that forever. Lip sync, lip sync social media video platform. Oh, yeah, like you're right. I have, I've seen use. ads on yeah. that. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen tons yeah. of ads on that. There's one. Boom. You're right. There we go. Okay, and and Facebook and Instagram continue to get better. Okay, so so I'll give you that one. Uh, you 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 went in to start saying um, what is up with this? You started Gosh, first Slack. I know. Phone. Uh, you you started talking about how it's going to be more uh, people centric and yes. more about the psychology. And then after the clip ends, you actually go into more about influencer marketing. Where and you used an example about tying Audi. it in back with the social media. Yeah, you were like Audi. They're going to start using more influence. You used an example of how they've used influencers and how companies are going to start having faces for the company rather than just you know uh, ambiguous logos. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so basically, it was social is going to continue to be a big thing, and they're going and influencer marketing is basically going to keep going. Well, not even influencer. Influencer might be. I mean, I feel like that's a different thing. What I'm talking about. Are you about, remembering, or are you? No, I remember. What th I, is this I'm, a 2018? I'm comment. clarifying what I said. <laughs> now, uh, now that you know what actually. Because influencer marketing is like companies working with people who have influence and whatnot. Yeah. What I was saying is that like 
a Rand Fishkin example where Rand Fishkin very much has had been the face of Moz. So I think you, I think that prediction came true because you're seeing this first, obviously in the tech world where almost every, uh, you know, tech founder is posting on medium, like writing articles, like, and, and posting on social, being very transparent. And that's kind of like the new way of like starting a tech company is the, the founder goes out, maybe gets political about something or whatnot. They try to drive a lot of attention to their startup via themselves you're not going to see this happen to the fortune 500 companies for a while. Like Audi still is just Audi and whatnot. It's going to take a lot longer for those, but you're seeing it already happening with the new startups, which many of them are in tech and tech is obviously already very accessible. They're already on these social media platforms. That's kind of what I was saying is that you're going to, it's, it's no longer, I'm starting a company and the company is just going to be the face. It's I'm starting a company. I'm, I'm also going to be standing next to the company on social media, blab my own mouth about whatever, going Kanye West strategy just start talking so and, that was your prediction media will pick you up that was your prediction is that companies were going to start being more personal and having a face of the company do you think that that yes. happened starting and it's it's been has it happened to like Audi and stuff like I said it's not you're not going to see that happen it's just ongoing fortune 500 fortune 1000 companies they're like the end of that phase oh, because they're so slow it's yeah. starting already now with the young startups and whatnot it's just, it's, it's hard, to, it's hard to see someone who starts a company and they're not like active yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They actually I, I that. That. yeah. Millennials are, are way more egotistical than yes. their, than there's their a lot more ego in startups. Okay. So, uh, just before I keep going, I did not get a clip of Nate because he actually didn't make any predictions. He just commented on <laughs> all of our predictions. Awesome. <laughs> Which <laughs> say he didn't give you like legal Which, written permission. No, that's the, the ultimate. Well, like, yeah, I was, I was just prediction <laughs> maker. I never realized that during the recording or when I edited it and Means published it. I have it. a perfect record. But I was just, yeah, I was thinking, holy cow, he went the whole episode <laughs> and he probably intentionally was like, I'm not actually going to put my opinions out there. <laughs> uh, so I don't have one for, for that. But in the next episode we go over, we'll, we'll have a good clip from Nate. Uh -oh. um, uh, Pax actually had uh, some of the best comments. And by best, I mean they're going to be the most uh, entertaining to listen to. Great. One of them was about Facebook for work. Which, Ooh. when was the last time you heard about that? Yeah. Right? All right, here's, here's uh, PAX on Facebook for work. Yes, is that people will use, won't use Facebook at work in that manner. They won't use it as their resume. But in the end, I think it will be treated as your resume, so they'll avoid that weird stigma. But as far as I'm concerned, Facebook at work is more like a Slack. Right. Compared, That's right? what so I'm saying. So you have a Facebook management. personal profile. You yes. just also have access to your company's Facebook version of Slack. Yeah, what I'm just saying, though, is I, I bet that eventually it will evolve into something that's more akin to LinkedIn with the features of Slack and basically task management work workflow software. But I think it will eventually evolve to where you connect with other people on different intranets and it becomes basically your new LinkedIn. Wrong. Yeah, I, I, what's interesting? Zuck, Zuck, let me down, man. <laughs> what's interesting about that is like the 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 argument was like uh, Facebook for work. What's it going to be used for? And it's like, oh, it's going to be used for this. Now it's going to be used for this. When really, it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, you know, I think I'm not sure, but I may have uh, had a lot of stock been purchased and been Facebook googling. And... Like, I I'm not sure I even really knew what it was. And, at the time and yet made a prediction about its use <laughs> <laughs> well uh this next one is also paxton uh he had a prediction about linkedin which um that microsoft will buy it 
we'll, we'll listen to right now. All right. Just give it. <laughs> One thing that I think will happen, if, if it's not this year, then next year, either the downfall or the complete overhaul of LinkedIn, I think that they have a pretty bad track record of being behind the curve on uh, what people want out of the platform. And I think most of their decisions are very reactive instead of proactive compared to someone like Facebook, who is constantly innovating, testing, and trying new things out to deliver better services. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to claim... I want to claim uh, victory on that one. No, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, and, and there was one tiny little part in that clip that saved you because these were 2016 predictions, but you said not if not this year, next year, which would have been 2017. Yeah. And that was the year that they actually did do a major overhaul of LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's actually a, it's a bit of a different place now, LinkedIn. Very good. Yeah. How about a high five on that one? Boom, I'll take it. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um, I do have a clip uh, from me, and usually I, I ha- I've had them in, in uh, anyway. Here's from me you, talking. meaning you get to choose the best of them, right? Yeah, or not show them at all. Like I had one on f- four-year degree, and I was like, no, I'm not going to show that. All right, so this is my prediction about social media. I did have one prediction that I wanted to throw out there, and that's that social media is going to incorporate more of an e-commerce feel to it, meaning that people can go to your social profile and purchase products directly from your social profile have you guys heard or seen anything about that twitter's definitely doing that twitter pinterest yep. youtube yeah yeah i definitely I... see that hmm. funny because now i would say only instagram i feel like that resonates and that's not even one that was listed on there or was it yeah i mean no yeah, one said list. instagram yeah. and yeah. i i wouldn't say that resonates with any of the other ones i know that's so crazy pinterest, so, pinterest is still a pretty pinterest. big uh, People are going. People are on Pinterest looking for things but to buy. Buying on, but Pinterest? buying on Pinterest. No, I mean you have uh, like Instagram. You can buy on Pinterest. Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And Pinterest, it, I feel like out of all the social networks, they're the ones Seems who like are it should be. Yeah, they're yeah, the ones who be. are who yep. are the most primed to do something right. like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Someone tell Pinterest. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Pinterest is Pinterest is basically a, a massive image product search yeah. engine. Yeah. Yeah. So why would they not? then combine that with e-commerce well i think i think they do i just don't think it it has been executed on or used very much yeah and the the founder there he's he's taking things pretty darn slow yeah anyway i added the last like 10 seconds on there where everyone agreed with me just so everyone (laughs) listening knew that everybody agreed with me at that at that time uh okay so those are the clips for the 2016 predictions which you know, it's it's fun to go back and reminisce and um and talk about those. Really, it's just fun having you guys in the studio again and um and having this energy that has been, you know, missing for at least a year, whenever Pax left. <laughs> I know I don't have energy. Uh, That's all Pax. It's fun being here. I miss this. Yeah. Um. Okay. How do, how do I turn myself up? Like this. Yep. Test. Ooh, that's good. All right. Usually I would say, don't touch my instrument. <laughs> oh, I think but I because, just clipped there. But because it's you, all right. I'll let it happen. Don't ever touch a bald man's instrument. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rush hour. Okay. So uh, one other episode that I want to talk the about office. real quick. Right, that too. <laughs> the office quoting rush hour. That's right. Uh, the last episode that I want to reminisce about was a very early one. I want to say that it was our third episode. Hmm. Uh, so it would have been recorded on the very first night and it's the biggest mistakes that digital marketers are currently making. Oh, um, actually my memory is telling me that it's, uh, the sixth episode. So this was our second, our second meeting. 
Uh, so this would have been recorded in May. Market Campus. May 2005. Uh, <laughs> wow. May 2015. 15. 15. What's a decade? Almost four years ago. The biggest mistakes that digital marketers were currently making at the time. Uh, do you guys remember which which mistakes you guys thought? Not at all. Not even a little bit? Not even a little bit. So um, should we just jump in? Yeah, let's of jump course. in. Whose do you want to hear first? Uh, I want to hear Nate. Nathan. Uh-oh. Nathan. Yours, um, yours is, I think, spot on. Here it is. Mine more has to do with uh, many marketers are not leveraging the content that they already have. For example, working in the agency setting, we had we would have a client come in and uh, request uh, an infographic. And then, okay, we, we do all the ideation, we, we create the flow, they accept it, and at the end of the day, we, we deliver that, as, as they call it, we deliver that asset to them. And for them, the next step was published on their blog, and that was the end of the story for them. Mm. Mm. That was a good one. That was a that good one. That still is one of the biggest mistakes marketers are making. Oh, that's thing. so funny. You know, I was actually just saying about this two days ago about how people think you hit publish, and now it's time for promotion, and that piece is done. But, like, we, like you can go back and edit whatever you want. Why can't you have blog posts that live and you're constantly going back and changing it, updating it, well, improving it. Like, content. That's the yeah. point of the digital format. But that's not how it's seen by no. most people. They, they, they think as... of it as the traditional newspaper industry where you, you go to press and yep. it's done. Now you're on the next piece. It's, it's now in their mind in a book, in the history. And if you want to go back and reference it, great. But you don't yep. modify. Yep. So true. That was a good one. I like that. And that come, uh, that's called by many different names. You can upcycle your content. Definitely. You can repurpose your content. Yeah, but even all of that still carries with it that bias of you publish and it's done. So now we're going to upcycle just like you recycle old stuff. Yeah. Or you, uh, what was the other one? Repurpose. repurpose. It's like repurpose from the old furniture to the new stuff. Like still don't, you don't even have to let it. I mean, I'm not saying this is feasible for all your content, but there's some kind of, you don't ever have to let get old. Like, it could, you could constantly every month revisit it see how can we tweak this improve user metrics improve uh conversion rate on this piece you know they should all be living documents frankly yeah. because they're on a living environment hmm. well, good one. not a living environment sorry a, well, a very uh, changeable environment an environment that allows yeah that yep so spot on that was great nate wow awesome wisdom okay uh who's next I'm going to guess I said something about not utilizing your audience or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Let's oh, hear. nice. Let's hear. <laughs> He's a cheater. I told him like yesterday. Oh, that was lame. I was uh, just trying to remember. Like, Jacob told me at lunch. <laughs> but I still don't understand what I was saying, so I'm curious to hear me explain it. Well, here we go. Here it is. But the biggest thing was they had 182 people who have already spent money backing them. Like 182 people who essentially believe in the product they're trying to build. And I asked, what are you doing to like utilize those 182? Oh, I don't know. They've, they've sent donations. We're just trying to get more donations. It's like, take advantage. So, so summarizing it, I think taking advantage of the audience you have, especially when you're very small and you're trying to compete against the big brands on the web, you've got to be very, very aware of who is interacting with your brand and just treat them like family and, and really bring them in. Take advantage of the people who already believe in you so evangelist 
Take advantage so, back to influence. of the take people, advantage who, of take the people advantage. who believe in you. <laughs> Love you, should, you could also start like a cult. That sounds like a yes. cult uh, thing. Take advantage. Well, hey, that's, uh, that's so, the prime definition I, I of for, Apple. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, okay. Let me give a little context because I was planning on giving context before the clip. Uh, you were at a Million Cups um, presentation and someone who was on Kickstarter was like, hey, how do we get more donors? And, and you looked and you saw they already had 182 donors. Yes. And, and that's when you asked, what are you doing with the people who have already paid and, and shown that they love what you're doing? And they said nothing. So you said that one of the biggest mistakes that marketers are making is not leveraging, not taking advantage, not leveraging the people Leveraging's who Leveraging is a good word. Yeah. yeah. Not leveraging the people who have already stepped forward and said, I want to help you build, build what you're doing. Yes. Also good advice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. I wouldn't definitely. say it's the biggest thing now, but... It does seem like uh, it's, it's brands are more and more aware of that and trying to employ however poorly uh, some of those tactics. You know, you like us, now share us out on social media and kind of encouraging that. Encouraging well, it's Gary, V's, it's Gary V's jab, 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 right hook, right? It's like... No, it's not. Take uh, take care give, of the give, people... Give, 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 then... Yeah, give, like, yeah, exactly. Ask, take rather. care of the people who are already in your in your circles, and then you can... No, and then you that's can not what that's about. Leverage that... Well, right. his, yes, it is. His isn't necessarily it's about, about it's not giving. It's not giving people... It's not about... Yeah, who's in your... Yeah, exactly. It's not about who's in your circle already. It's about provide free content, provide free content, provide free content, and then do a pitch. Well... It depends on how broad Part your circle it. is, because sure, if, if, but if, he's not talking about who's in your circle. Well, he's if, talking about your your your. If set, people your are reading your the content you're putting out, that's your circle of influence of attention. Well, yes. what he's talking about is your circle of customers. Okay, Brandon, in that Brandon. instance, yeah. yeah, but we what you, I can't broaden the idea. I can't say, hey, well, there's an idea that that builds on top of well, that. Well, with so much free content, can't you consider any consumer of that free content a customer? Yeah, and so then it becomes kind of a silly point. Of course, you make your audience okay, your customers. Fine. All right, I, I make silly points. <laughs> uh, my wife hates it when I call something or someone's opinion silly. She thinks it's like so condescending. It is condescending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your your I, wife is I very astute. Yeah, she's good. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so so that was one. I, I, I one other thing that came to mind when I was listening to these. We we always had topics that were like absolutists. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like That's what true. are the biggest? Yeah. Like literally, what are the biggest mistakes? And we wouldn't allow gray area answers. Well, well, then yes Brandon, no. Brandon, he would come in. He was the first one who spoke, and he was like, "I've got two. And it's like, mm, that's like, who's your best friend? You can't have more than one. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Brandon had two, and his second one was. In, inside of, and I, I mainly see this with agencies, I think many, many agencies are going about link building the wrong way. I would exempt 90 Cent Floor. I think they do a fantastic job. Of so course, they're a sponsor. Them, free. Here's my plug for you, Paxton. And, uh, but like really, like when I, like, and I, I see it a lot just because a lot of our students go and work for a lot of different agencies or freelancers who are kind of starting an agency and the link building it is insane how... I firmly believe that 90, 95% of marketing agencies are about three to four years behind on like how link building should be done. I really liked the uh, the horse sound effect you made right there in the middle. <laughs> the horse? Yeah. Or the horror. You're like, oh. <laughs> uh, I want to know specifics about what they were doing yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, so he went into that. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. 
Um, I do remember agreeing with his point though. Oh, okay. So it was mainly, uh, it was mainly the blog outreach where it was like, you pitch someone stuff. He went into more content marketing where it's like, if you create really great content, the organic links that you get from that are are one of the best ways to get links. And Mm. I mean, I summarized it, but Mm. okay. So link building, uh, 97 floor doesn't even do link building anymore. Uh, we do. Uh, we do. Do you do it right? I, I think we do it right. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you three four years behind? I <laughs> uh, hope not. No. <laughs> no. No. Brandon, really? You're the one who no, exempted actually, uh, the seventh floor. We've uh, we've <laughs> we've built a lot of cool processes and stuff uh, within link building to make it run a lot smoother, a lot more efficient, and uh, quality. Is something that's always like it's quality for our link building is a hundred times better than what it used to be. Yeah. Cool. Well, if this episode were about link building, I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. dive into that. Yeah. So uh, the last clip I have is of Paxton. Uh, I still, in fact, I probably uh, at the time, let me look at my notes because I don't have a clip of myself. But at the time I had, oh, I just made fun of Brandon for having two. I had oh, two. I see your notebook there. <laughs> yeah. I still love this. I had, I had two. The first was not optimizing for mobile. Uh, in other words, it was 2015 was the year of mobile. Oh, it's still a problem. It's still a yeah. problem. Uh, and I went. Uh, we were talking about how uh, right around that time was when mobile barely took over desktop. So it was like 51, 49 percent. And in 2015 was the first year that mobile took over, and people uh, were still designing for desktop first. And we're, I still see that right yeah. at Vivint. We seventy uh, percent of our traffic is mobile which is insane, right? That's, that's above average. That's way above average. And, uh, and I still, we still work with agencies who do design and they're showing us desktop mockups and we're always kind of like WTH man, like show us. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I love that. Your acronym is also censored. (laughs) WTH. So uh, anyway, does uh, H stand for heck? (laughs) (laughs) It's open for interpretation. Uh, anyway, people still to this day are not designing for mobile first. That was one. The other one was optimizing for bots and not humans, which, um, I I don't know. Sometimes you have to do both. So I, I I won't go there. The, uh, okay. And then, and then Paxton Paxton's, uh, before I play it, I want to say in the years that have passed since we've had this episode, I think I would, uh, I would take Paxton's and put it on top far and above any of the other ones that we ever talked about. That's an endorsement, huh? I think the biggest mistake marketers make is not understanding what their demographic thinks. Making too many decisions that aren't based off of data is, I think, the biggest mistake marketers make. Mm. It only needed 13 seconds. I stand behind that still 100%. Yep. And and that that was technically two as well. They don't understand their audience, their demographic, and they're not using, uh, well, not, they, they yeah. don't have data. I mean, I would argue that the data is understanding your audience. You know, we have access to so but, much data that reveals the inner workings of kind of how our audience thinks, what they do, who they are. I agree, but, no, but that's yeah. that's a drop in the bucket compared to what data should be used for in, in, in decision Yeah, audience and, is just one of those points of data that you need to look at, so definitely. Well, no, I mean, I, I would argue all the points, like what else are you talking about? 
So what I'm saying is data is like this umbrella term and audience, oh. understanding your audience is one thing in that umbrella. Sure, yeah. but I think, okay. In other words, I think like every data point is understanding your audience. Well, you can understand your audience and uh, um, have technical issues on the back end of your, of your system that another, another point is like prioritize, uh, prioritizing. If, if you have five, five things mm-hmm. that are aimed specifically at the audience that you do understand, mm-hmm. you need to use data to determine which of those five things you do first, which ones sure. you do second. So it's not necessarily about understanding your audience because you already understand them. It's understanding which what need to be executed on it. Well, it's about data before, during, and after as well. So okay. like you use it to make predictions. I, I feel like then... we're arguing, but we agree. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we totally no, agree. Yeah, yeah. Data, data is... I mean, at Vivint and and the uh, this is um, one of the places where we have my, every place I've I've worked, I've inherited a bigger audience, mm-hmm. and um, and we still we still don't understand our audience in ways that we should. Yeah, I feel like I've uh, I'm glad this is fun. Uh, I feel like I've built my career off of this very point. Like everything I do is seems to be centered around that point. Even in the audience. conference room, I feel like like people come in and you're around a table with ten people. And it, it starts out as like everyone throwing out their opinion or one of my f- least favorite things. Uh, and and uh, maybe on our next reunion, we'll go back to the pet peeves episode, which hmm. was actually the first episode, the first episode after Nate left. Uh, and then um, so one of my biggest pet peeves is when people say, I don't do that. Therefore, we should not do that. Oh, that is the worst. Who you know cares? Who yeah. cares what you think as a marketer? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Like you are not the audience you're trying to go to. And even yeah. if you are, even if you're within the demographic and all that stuff and you are the purchaser of the product you're selling, who cares what you think? That doesn't matter. You're not the elected representative of your market to make the decisions about what people care and don't care about. You're not buying your own product. Mm. Yeah. So my favorite oh. thing to say is just like, thank you for your opinion. That sample size of one is really yeah. valuable. I mean, we yeah. just sat like... Uh, I won't get into details here, but like I just had to sit down through this long three hour creative brainstorming process where everyone thought like, what's a cool idea for this? What's a funny idea? I was like, we're just sitting, like, who cares what any of you think? None of us are the target market for who we're trying to talk to. Let's pull in all the mountains of data that we have. Thank- thankfully, because it's 2018, like <laughs> we have so much information we could be using here, guys. And yet we're thinking, what do I think is a funny idea? Oh, that's cool. Like, who cares? Who cares what we think? That's the dumbest approach to content marketing. And it's because of that, that like, I think it's two thirds of all content generated for B2B companies. Uh, I don't know what the, I can't remember, but it goes completely unused. It's built, goes up live. It sits on a server somewhere and is never accessed by a single human being ever again. Hmm. Can you believe that? It's because we keep relying on our hunches and our guts. Well, it's all opinion driven when they don't have the data. So real quick, I know this isn't it. super reminiscent, uh, reminiscing, although I have mentioned this on the podcast at one point. Uh, one of the best content ideation tools is actually your site search. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's great. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Sucker. If you, go to your, if you go to your analytics or whatever platform you use for your site search and you just filter out everything except um, the, inqu- or the queries that bring back zero results, there's your list of content that people are looking for that you're not providing. Okay, uh, have we gotten to Nate yet on that one? Yeah, biggest we, mistakes. We, uh, oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we yeah, started leveraging Nate, content. Yeah. Leveraging. So, so that's all I had mm. as far as clips. Uh, I, thought, I thought this was going to be about biggest mistakes we have made. 
Do we ever talk about that? That we have made? We, we have. have made we have talked about we, that. I don't think Nate was uh, on for that I one. I don't remember it. Um, I, think, I think you mentioned in that episode that getting into this career was your biggest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, man. Dude, I love... This is the... I'm so happy with my career choice. Like, Come on, this, I can have I mean, this is who degree. I am inside and out. Like, I've been... I was destined for this. I destined is the wrong word. I like this is fate. my home. This, this is fate. This is my home. I'm glad that I played such an important role in that. Uh, my no, you played a bit an important role in my biggest mistake ever, which I think <laughs> oh, you know what it is. Oh, man. It's the one well, I always well, use. Is this the interactive? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's your biggest mistake. That is the biggest pile of garbage that I have ever. Okay, been a part but of. it's a gar. But nobody saw it. It You're was right. like You're it right. was like that affected you in like in no way. Not even the client who it didn't paid affect a me. ton of money for sure. it. Even, even came back asking like, "Hey, what was with that thing? We I just mean, like scooped it under the rug. We we miraculously." came away unscathed 100 but we, we we waste a lot of money and time That's it was true. fun it was a lot of fun drug rehab.org uh, partnered on that venture <laughs> so brandon we can pull brandon into that we mistake dra- we dragged you in yeah. oh man i think we got some of his budget yep gosh anyway. a lot learned from that though yeah a lot learned uh Anyway, okay, so that's uh, that's reminiscing. Uh, that's a segment about uh, old old episodes that was fun. I can see Nate's eyes are tearing up a little bit just thinking about the past, that's which awesome. is in, which is incredible considering how cold-hearted he is. Wow, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you're bitter that I was the first to leave. Uh, uh, yeah, yes. that's never that, been a that secret. A question? That's never <laughs> been a secret. Uh, anyway, okay, so I want to go into a last little segment here. Uh, one of our most popular episodes were uh, uh, Digital Marketing Roulette. We're not going to spend a ton of time. We've we've compiled a few questions. We've got a roulette table here. Uh, Brandon, do you have the ball out? Are we ready? Oh, I've got the ball. It's okay, in my yeah. bag somewhere. Okay, yeah, grab the ball. Uh, and then we're going to um, we're gonna select someone, either Paxton or Nate. There, I think there are two types of questions. There are individual contributor questions where you will be the only one who answers that question. And then there are other questions that if that, that if it comes up, uh, we'll give everyone an opportunity to kind of uh, pitch in. And um, anyway, you have that so ball yet there, Brennan? Sp- before you toss the ball, don't I you? I have ball. to. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's choose somebody. And then um, uh, we have like, I think, 60 questions. That uh, How many? Whoa. How That's many, a lot of questions. How many slots are on the uh, roulette table? Let me uh, Let me look here. Yeah, this one I think has got 32. Oh, 32? Okay. So we've got plenty of questions. Uh, we'll likely uh, just correlate the 32, so Any we want to get to half of them. Or... No, it's all it's all over the place. Some of them are are uh, digital marketing related. Some of them are would you rather fun non. Has nothing to do with marketing. Yep, I gotcha. Cool. All right, let's roll. Let's roll the. Who's let's going roll the, first? Oh yeah, well we've got some time while this uh, is spinning. Uh, Brandon, who's first? Let's go with Pax. All right, Pax. Okay. Where'd Pax you, is up. Where'd you get this roulette table? Uh, just on Craigslist or something. Craigslist. We got 15. 15. All right. This one is actually not a uh, marketing one. It's, okay. Okay. Would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift or a broken elevator? Elevator. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. No, he didn't finish the question. Okay. It's with Neil Patel. Oh. <laughs> sure. Ski lift so you can jump off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that does change the question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, elevator. Oh, all still day. elevator. Okay, what about you, Nate? Well, I thought you were just going for Paxson for all these. Well, first. okay, tell me this. It, does the amount of time stuck change the answer? Yeah, elevator the becomes stronger too, with time. Yeah, because uh, ski lift's cold, man. Is it, is unless it cold? It, unless it's Sundance in the summer. Well, yeah, Even in the a, summer, it's cold. It's oh, cold up okay. there. All right, so he's sticking with uh, elevator. Summer at night, it's cold. 
Uh, yeah. You know, Nate, you don't, you don't have to sit in the elevator or the ski lift. What do you mean you don't have to sit in it? Like the amount of time you're spending thinking about this. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, let's just move on. I'd go with the ski lift. <laughs> I'd go ski lift too. Because I have the choice so of like jumping. If you could see a lot elevator is just like any no, second. You don't have the choice snapped. to jump. You're not going to jump from a ski lift. I might. No, 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 you're not. Or I might like crawl up it and then <laughs> and you know, shimmy down, down the elevator. Down <laughs> if I'm desperate. Actually, right. I guess that is an option. Yeah. You ever seen the movie uh, called Frozen, actually? Yes. Where they the four the four friends get stuck yeah. in a ski lift and then they it's get like a super crappy Frozen. Film. Yeah, I saw that. Frozen that's, before that's a Frozen movie, man. animated. This, this is before <laughs> Disney. I've stole seen it. that movie. That yeah. has no ski lift. <laughs> All right, who's next? Nate. 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 Here we go. Oh boy. I think it's going. Is it going to be red? I'm thinking black. If it's red, Nate has to answer with his eyes closed. 26. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. All right, what you got for me? What is an unpopular opinion you have related to marketing? An unpopular opinion I have related to marketing. It's opinion you hold about marketing, but most of society does not like that opinion or agree with it. I like this question for Nate. This is a good Nate question. I have no idea. <laughs> All my opinions are popular. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. What opinion do I have of marketing? All right, sit on show? it. Do you have one, Pax? Uh, off the top of my head, I think conferences provide much less perceived value or much less value than most people think. I'd agree with that. Yeah, me too, actually. Oh, I guess it's not unpopular. Well, it's not unpopular in this in this setting. With a bunch of highly intelligent I just think given how many marketing yes. conferences, there, conferences there are, it could be a lot less. Yeah. Here, here's an... Uh, I, I don't know if it's unpopular. Um, I It's unpopular with Winslight, and that is that uh, exact match URLs, uh, I think they still have strength. Hmm. Uh, how do you know it's unpopular with him? Uh, we've talked about it. Hmm. He doesn't think they hold any weight anymore. Any weight. Interesting. Or little, I I shouldn't speak on his behalf. Can Mike. I throw it? Can I throw the ball this time? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Oh, that was a good spin. Yeah. Yeah. From Vegas. Guy, yeah, he's from Vegas. Oh, who's answering this? Jacob. Jacob. Okay. I didn't know I was participating. I mean, <laughs> uh, this one is for Jacob. If you could change one thing. About Google SERPs, this this the the page itself, what would that change be? Um, I would get rid of all ads. Oh, so wow. you just kill Google? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, obviously I wouldn't do that. Uh, what would I change about Google? I'd probably change. Um, it's getting it's getting noisy. It's getting louder, right? They, they're is. having so many new features with the snippets and the the knowledge graph, and they're putting they're putting businesses out of business. Um, you guys remember the online clock yeah, yep. client that we had at the very beginning? That was my client. So Nate, you had online clock, what online clock.net. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. It was on. Yeah. Uh, there's no way that that is a viable business anymore. <laughs> I mean, like I think time and like alarms and stuff like that was like the first thing Google did on their, on I their don't know. SERP. People are still using Hotmail. Yeah. Okay. People aren't Googling the time though. Uh, yeah, but it, it like, no, people are but time the, zone stuff. Like, what's it, what time uh, is it in Paris? But they embed, yeah. uh, they embed sure. countdown timers, and that's 
that was also one of yeah. the anyway, yeah. Anyway, I would probably uh, I would probably back off a few years from Google and go back to when it was a little bit more basic where you had ads and you had organic and that was that was it. Yeah, I agree. Like you get one. rid of knowledge graph. I'd get rid of knowledge graph. Yeah. Like like hmm. they stopped being a search engine and they started being a content creator and and, and kind of went outside of their Fair comfort enough. zone, I think. I want to go back to 2012 when we had keyword search data. That's oh, true. See. Not provided. Yeah. The whole not provided thing. That was a sad day. That, that was. was a sad it's, day. Yeah, it still is. And I would, act, I would like them to bring back the, uh, the ability to do more than 10 results. They've removed Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Now that's recent. Totally. Wait, wait, wait. You, you can no you longer go into Google like and say, I want to see the top Oh, I didn't know results. that. Yeah. So you mine, yeah. Has, uh, mine, have, mine has been set to that since like 2012. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess not gone. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Weird. That kind of irritated me. But, but, but now instead of going to next pages, you hit see more and it, and it just populates within the same page, right? I don't know. For Google? Yeah. I've still seen the pagination. You remember when they when they experimented with um oh, with only with the showing scroll? No, 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 no. Only showing like if you asked a question they had like a snippet, yeah, they only showed just, that. Just the one snippet. And, and then they else. didn't show any results unless you clicked the like show, show oh, me. So more I results. had to suggest until you actually Yeah. I, hit it. Yeah, that lasted very short. Yeah, That's yeah. weird. I still have the option of showing like a hundred per page. Change oh. it. What do you mean change it? No. Are you wait 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 wait? Don't change it. Save the settings. Because if you change it, no. he's tricking you into never no, no, getting no. it back. No, it, it, the, the change actually took this screen <laughs> I think away. That's how it works. So <laughs> scroll it to a hundred. Hit okay. apply. Nay, <laughs> man, he's a trickster. <laughs> and now try. I am not a robot because now it thinks I'm yeah, doing got shady the biz. Garbage. I don't even. What's happening right now? What are you doing? Research coding boot camps. You do still have it. Oh yeah. Well, okay. And the bottom still looks the same. It's like yeah, page yeah. one, page two, page three. Well, it yeah. might have been a test that they were doing and uh, got. You're part of the A/B test. No, they they actually had an announcement that they yeah. said that they were removing it. Hmm, I never saw so, that. So if you never curious. saw it, it doesn't apply to you. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, apparently. just don't look well, at it. It's that's like, actually <laughs> it's like the ring. Well, yeah. I got video tape. No, that's off. that's actually why they decided to remove it because they're it's just their fringe users that. Well, people scraping that. stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, let's do one more question and then we'll we'll wrap this show up. All right, here we go. I hope who's this question, uh, who's answering. Uh, this will be Brandon, I guess. Well, I know the questions. This is the problem. Well, you don't know which question it's going to be, and who cares if you know the question? Like, That's true. Do you know the answer. <laughs> That's the important part. I didn't know the answer. That's true. Still don't have an answer, by the way. Uh oh, that was a red eighteen. Red 18. All right. I don't know what it's the the only one with color. The color one number. (laughs) The colors uh, don't matter. Looks like this one is the the 500,000 question. Oh, yes. 500,000. Idiot. Okay. The question is if you had $500,000 to spend on anything that will drive more leads, what would you spend it on? Mm. Well, if I had that much. Let's say hypothetically I'm, I don't know, a home security company and I sell a home security product because it depends on different products, right? If I'm selling tacos at a taco stand, I'm not going to invest in the same things. But uh, that's, that, that's a good point. Let's hypothetically say that it's a home security, home automation uh, sure. company. So let's all for a second do Jacob's job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Why not? 
remember remember back when uh we were listening to brandon's clip about utilizing the people who are already bought in there you go leverage the people who are already (laughs) involved okay so um I like the I, idea. I like the I, idea of a podcast dedicated solely to getting people on the show and to teach, answer the and hard telling questions. you how to do your job. <laughs> I uh, I will admit I planted this question. I would. I'd take fifty thousand dollars of it, and then I would just do like crazy stupid ads, like stuff that I would normally never do. But it's like back in my mind, like maybe this might work. Serendipity. And then just see if it works. And if it burns up, oh, well, it's only $50,000 of the 500000 Yeah, it's only 1%. And then I would take the $450,000, give it to 97th floor, and have them come up with a solution and execute it for me. Boom. There's my answer. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, that you're right. I don't like answer. that. <clears throat> so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nate? If you want more details, ask Paxton. <laughs> Because he'll be the one figuring it out for me. Is yeah, a- but the thing is, Paxton, the, the question is if you work for a home security company. So yeah. yeah. If I were Jacob. So it is or, 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 a, or a different home security company. But it's still home security. Yeah. You work for a home security company and you have to spend half a million. Yes. To get leads. I gotcha. For me, it gets back to content. Uh, taking a good uh, 20%, 25% of the budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> build up a good piece of content you got an ebook or something like that you find an influencer that you can pay another 10 20 grand to help with that content <clears throat> and then the rest of it's promo i think i would not that you're asking me uh i am asking oh, i thought it was all, all around <coughs> yeah 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 no, oh i kind of just interjected right at the end of you <laughs> that's good uh i think that i would invest it i like brandon's thought process there Invest it in Apple. N- well, no, no, no. I, not the, I mean, yeah, yeah. Invest it in Nice Employee. That's great. I think uh, invest a lot of it in serendipity. Um, pieces of content, interactives that will live on for a long time that uh, will generate many, many leads over the course of years. Um, I think if you've got extra budget, that's a great way to spend it. Um, and I actually would probably spend more of it on the creation of it rather than the promotion. Um, I think focusing on, cause if it's good enough, it'll promote itself. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of don't like it when people say that, cause obviously it's crazy to think that you can just post something and it will go nuts, you know? Um, unless the word Trump is in the title. Wait, 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 that's body. true. That's true. Yeah. I'm sensing that you don't even like the word viral. You know, I don't like that word. <laughs> I could uh, see it on your lips and then yeah. you, just, you just switched it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I do think for a large, if if the content is good enough, it will, it will be very popular with very little promotion. I still think you need something. You out need there a kickstart. You need a push. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I would do. Serendipity. Uh, things Invest like serendipity. Things like fun, crazy videos, cool articles, calculators, cool interactives, um, some kind of cool Instagram campaign. You know, just like I would just do a bunch of things that are tests. And then uh, what you're going to walk away with, in my opinion, is one, I think something will go, uh, uh, will do well and generate leads. But uh, two, you're going to get a lot of data and information that can inform your strategy for the following year. And three, I, you know, I, within that mix of things, uh, I'm sure there's going to be something that you can build future campaigns off of once you see, you know, what causes to do well. How can we modify that to generate more leads in the future? And I think you're potentially setting yourself up for a much easier time 
in, in 2019 and 2020 uh, if you can invest in some serendipity. And again, I don't think it should be 100% gut. I think there should be some gut in there, but it should all be based on data. So with the data you have, then what hunches do you, do you have once you've kind of consumed that data? I actually don't agree with data-driven decision-making. Hmm. All right. I'm just kidding. No, we already <laughs> talked about that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, because <laughs> he's like, oh, a lot of people think of investing in serendipity is just like, I have a, a, just a crazy wild hunch that this might be popular. And I think there's room for that. And that's fine too. I, I don't think that that should never happen, but I do think you can, you know, absorb a lot of data and then say, okay, now that I know what I know, now let's go off of my gut. And I have a hunch that this thing might work, even though it is not proven out 100%. Yeah. It's a little well, informed. No, a, a hunch, it could, it should, it could, it could always start as a hunch. Hunches should always be backed by data, even if it's a small amount. Sure. Yep. So that's what I would do with that serendipity. Yep. I would do right. a bunch of fun, cool content that would live for a long time. Yep. That's my biggest thing. It's It's got to be content that's not going to be, you spend half a million on all ads. Yeah. And when you turn them off, your revenue's gone. Yeah. It's all right. Well, be, I'll, yeah, I'll tell the content way. marketing manager and then give him all my money. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> you guys separate that out. That's funny. Uh that's that's it that's the reunion show awesome. that was fun it's good yeah i miss it it's good to be back brandon i've missed you man yeah i mean i missed you guys too but it's been a long but lonely summer how long uh was your break june 17th was the last uh wow. episode that was a probably your biggest break yet yep got to four jacob came back with a nice tan i've gained what's a few the, pounds what's the next episode like what or when uh, well, I, what? So we can, you know, tease the listener. Well, are you doing them nightly, or are you doing? You guys, the, need, uh... you guys need me back on the show. What are you doing? <laughs> What's the next episode? You guys? You're acting like we have a job posting. Like we fired up. you. And <laughs> you had... We have a job posting going up tonight. So uh, uh, wait for real. Is that true? No. Are you gonna hire? Great episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna have you on again soon. <laughs> Squeeze one more in there. <laughs> The last bell. (laughs) And that's it. We'll see you next time on Below the Fold. Pichow!